Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to It's Murder Time. I'm your host, Maddie Hamela. And do you want to know what we're talking about today? Because I haven't told you yet. And I'm not even going to tell you in the title. It is Henry Lee Lucas, otherwise known as the Confession Killer. We are going to do a deep dive into Henry Lee Lucas, how many murders he confessed to, how many he committed, how many we proved, how many, all of it. We're going through the whole thing. And this is going to be the final episode of series one. So, are you ready? I don't know. But you know what? I do know one thing. It's murder time. So let's get started. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's let's get the first part of Henry Lee Lucas. So, the first thing I'm going to tell you about Henry is he was born August 23rd, 1936 in Virginia and he died on March 12th, 2001 in Texas. His span of his theoretical crimes was 1960 to 1983, which is a span of 23 years in total. He was arrested on June 11th, 1983. And, you know, normally I'd tell you about their victims and all of that. But I'll be honest with you. I... I am not totally sure that he's actually a mass murderer. I do think that he killed people. I mean, he was convicted for the murder of his mother, which we'll get into. Um, But I do think he actually did kill people. I just don't think he killed the amount that, you know, people would like him to have killed. You know? So, um... So, he was born in Blacksburg, Virginia, and two things to note is his mom and his dad were both raging alcoholics. Um, His dad had lost his legs in a railroad accident, and, and because of that was unable to work. And was forced to illegally brew alcohol and sell it. You know, he's a bootlegger. A moonshine man. Um, I don't think that either of those are actual terms for that profession. But whatever. Um, (laughs) But, so his dad and his mom had both actually introduced uh, Henry to alcohol rather early on um there were some reports that i had read that he was drunk from a very young age um and you know before i go too much further into this i really want to uh clarify something um not every person with a typical serial killer background abuse, hatred of uh, of the mother or the father, strained relationships, uh, uh, history of head injuries, that kind of thing. Um, not every person with those with that type of background actually becomes a serial killer. Uh, many end up 
normal or neurotypical or uh, just regular people, you know, who don't murder and become serial killers. Like, that is totally possible. Um, And I just think that it's something that we as... I guess, really, it's kind of an American phenomenon, that fascination with serial killers. Uh, Or at least it started out that way. Um, But I don't want any of us to get stuck into the mindset of, oh, they have this awful past and these horrific things happen to them. That means that they're a serial killer. And, and and while it does say they are more likely to turn into that direction than someone who did not experience those same abuses, it's it, neither is impossible. You know, someone who hasn't experienced abuse could easy, could absolutely turn to a life of murdering people and become a serial killer. We've seen it happen, but. I just don't want us to get stuck in this rut of, you know, saying just because he had this awful, you know, background doesn't mean that that makes him a serial killer. Just because he has, he has the propensity to do it doesn't mean he actually did it. Um, and, you know, the whole time I've, I was watching this, I, I, I was and I was thinking about uh how to go about saying this. I was thinking about one of my favorite uh criminal minds quotes that Hotch says uh when talking to what they consider to be one of the most prolific serial killers. Um I forget which episode it is, uh which makes me feel like a not good criminal minds fan because it's one of my favorite shows. Um but it's in it, Hotch is talking to a serial killer who actually was, uh, I believe, a hitman and had stolen an uh, undercover F- uh, DEA agent, I think. Um, and the quote, it, the h- quote Hotch says to him is, some victims of abuse grow up and abuse, and some grow up to catch them. And, you know, I just thought I'd throw that out there because <laughs> it reminded me a lot of this case. Um, anyways, going back, because, you know, now that I've deviated for like five minutes. Uh, so his mom, again, uh, his mom and dad were alcoholics. Dad was a bootlegger moonshine man. Uh, mom was a prostitute. So that's, uh, you know, lovely. Um, you know, you do you. Be a prostitute. That's great. Uh, maybe don't take it to the step that Viola did. Uh, she would often force her family to watch her have sex with her clients. In the same room. Yeah, that was so. That's 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 a thing. Uh, <laughs> that's a thing. Um, and of course, 
mom couldn't, Viola couldn't just leave it at that. No, 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 no. She's trying for worst mom of the year, guys. So she was so mentally and physically abusive to the point that his dad eventually commits suicide. Um, but before that happens, sneak peek, uh, before that happens, so when Henry goes into school, 1943, right? He's like kindergarten age, first grade age, whatever. I don't know. Something around there. Um, his mom would make him wear dresses and do cross-dressing uh, to go to school in. Um, this wasn't particularly a punishment or anything, uh, It, according to the sources that I read. It was more of... Um, just for shits and giggles because it'd be funny you know i i told you dude she's excuse me sorry um she's really trying for worst mom of the year award um so she also hit him on the head with a wooden plank so hard that he went into a coma for three days um she would also make him watch her have sex with a man that they called uncle bernie now keep that in mind because uncle bernie's gonna pop up here in a little bit so i know that a lot of people are uh really confused as to why henry looks so janky i'll be honest with you he looks janky he's janky as heck um but really uh it's so his left eye, um, it's not immediately obvious if you're looking at it, but his left eye actually is made of glass. Uh, at age 11, he and his brother were fighting, you know, as brothers do, and it got out of he- hand and bloop, I was super damaged. Well... Here's the thing. It wasn't actually enough. The damage alone was not actually enough to cause the eye to be removed surgically. It just, it wasn't enough. Uh, However, because, you know, Viola's going for a worst mom of the year award, she just decided to ignore it for days until the infection was so bad that they had to physically remove the eyeball and replace it with glass at 11 years old. Um, and yeah, I, I'm going to tell you this now, feel bad for him now. Uh, Loki, he's kind of a lying sack of shit. Um, but also I don't know. Cause he's kind of stupid. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll get into that. Don't worry. We'll get into it. We're going to do a full deep dive guys. Um, So this is, again, he's 11 years old at this point. He is, by multiple accounts from previous classmates and those who lived in the area, uh, he was already an alcoholic at 11 years old. Which, like, that's awful, man. That's, That's terrible. That's so horrific at 11 years old to be an alcoholic. That's just, that's terrifying. Um, so I, I'm going to give you a trigger warning 
uh, for the next little bit. Um, it has to do with animals, so if you're not cool with any of that, go ahead and skip skip forward the next 30, 45 seconds. Um, so Henry Lee Lucas had an older had a bunch of brothers and sisters, um, but one of his older half-brothers, and here we are again, Uncle Bernie, he popped back up, um, introduced him to bestiality and animal torture. Um, and that, again, is still around 11 years old, and that's that's his first sexual encounter of any kind. Um, and then three years later, uh, in in this time, I am sure the abuse is continuing and is probably equal to the previous set of horrific abuses that I've noted. Um, but so now he's like 14, 15, right? His dad had committed suicide and or just died uh I saw a couple of reports that said he just passed out drunk in a blizzard. I saw a couple of reports that he went out to go sleep in the snow on purpose to kill himself. Like, uh, it, you know, one way or another, the man died in a blizzard when he was 14 or 15. And now, this is when you, you, you thought... <laughs> You thought his abuse was bad before, but apparently dad took the brunt of it, which I think is why a lot of people consider his death a, su a successful suicide. Uh, because Henry had told police, police when he was arrested that um, his mother's attention had shifted then after his father's death from his father to her son which uh i i really hope that i don't have to spell out for you what that means uh but just in case i do um so now at this time henry has his first human sexual encounter yeah, really grosses me out that I have to specify the species. Um, uh, but, you know, it wasn't like a nice, like, you know, meet up at a dance, make out, fondle each other type shit. Nah. Nah, he, uh, he abducted a teenage girl from a bus stop, beat her unconscious, raped and strangled her to death. So, uh... Good on you, my man. Um, not really. That's some shitty stuff. Uh, here's the thing. is He confessed to this, right? He said that this is what happened. Um, he, he wasn't charged or, or arrested or anything. There was, there was nothing... No, no corroboration on this. Uh, some people named this victim uh, as 17-year-old Laura Burnley, who had disappeared in March 1951. Um, but, like, I'll be honest, guys. I, I don't know. 1952, 
I mean, he'd be about 16 years old, 19, uh, 15 years old. So if he did do it, that's that's pretty early to just go ahead and straight up fucking kill someone uh, and also have your first sexual encounter, human sexual encounter in all in one. That's that's a that's a big one. Uh, and to not even remember her name because uh, he has never told us her name. There's only supposed uh, potential victims names. Um so guys, I don't know. I honestly, I kind of think that this dude is just a pathological liar. He is an admitted pathological liar. Um, but yeah. Anyways, uh, 1952, he got his actual first prison sentence uh, where he and two of his half-brothers were arrested for burglary. And he got one year in juvie for that. And you're going to see this quite often coming up you're gonna see him get arrested get this super long sentence and get out in like a quarter of the time and it it happens to him like four times um so let's talk about june 1954 okay june 1954 now here is when he's arrested again for burglary. And now he's sentenced to six years. Uh, doesn't go quite as planned because he's released again on September 2nd, 1959. Which, by the way, during that time he had attempted to escape twice and was caught both times uh, and was unsuccessful. Um, so he was released, you know, a year, nearly a year early. Uh <laughs> Something like nine months early, which is, you know, not a lot. Uh, but, you know, still happened. Um, at this point, he had gone to live with a sister. Um, but, surprise, surprise, his mom found him. Uh, which is, like, big yikes. Because you remember, she's going for worst mom. Uh, and I don't, e- I don't even think you can say of the year. I think you can just say, like, of a childhood. (laughs) Um, So, Worst Mom of a Childhood Award goes to uh, HLL's mom for the moment, until I hear of a worse mom. Um, So, she wanted him to come back home and take care of her and, you know, like, basically wait on her hand and foot. Uh, Well, he had an issue with that, so they had this big old arguments this huge argument about it and that led to henry stabbing her in the neck which okay that's you know i i and you know i thought we were gonna leave it there but no no that's that's not what she died from she had a fucking heart attack right after he stabbed her in the neck (laughs) So she died of a fucking heart attack and not of him stabbing her in the fucking neck. Now, he was, although I say that, he was found guilty of second degree murder and sentenced to 20 to 40 years. Uh, mm, problem, though, he only uh, actually served about 10 years of it. He was released June 1970. Um, yeah. So, uh, 
immediately upon his early release from murdering his mother, um, he tried to kidnap three young girls and was sentenced to three and a half years in prison. (laughs) Got out of prison, right? Married a woman named Betty Crawford in 1975. And by all accounts, she seems like a lovely young woman. She seems like she just got bamboozled by Henry. Um, because Henry left her and, uh, then she found out that he had been molesting her two daughters and she didn't know. And he had already left and she was like, "Mm, bruh, the fuck. Uh, I don't think she actually said that. Uh, or maybe that's a direct quote. I don't know. (laughs) Figure it out. Uh, (laughs) so then of course, and, and, a lot of this is corroborated from, I mean, that obviously her story was from her. Uh, and a lot of his childhood is corroborated by his brothers and sisters and uh, other family members. Um, but again, you have to keep in mind that what is about to follow is a lot of speculate uh, up to a lot of speculation because Henry Lee Lucas is a pathological liar. He is a self-admitted pathological liar. So you can't trust a single fucking word that comes out of his mouth ever. <laughs> like it it could be a lie, it could be true, it could be a little bit of both. It could be, you know, any combination thereof and you would not know unless you were able to prove him wrong. Um which as we'll get into this case proves to be really really difficult uh so then of course after uh leaving his wife i don't think they actually divorced uh until many years later uh but he said after that he went on a murdering and raping rampage and during this murdering and raping rampage he had he met otis otis tool which is it's it is otis not otis it's o-t-t-i-s Otis Tool in 1976 and they instantly hit it off. They had like, boom, that instant best friendship, you know. We've all experienced it at least once, or at least I hope you've experienced at least once. Um, But they instantly were best friends. Lucas Lucas even moved into Tool's house. Uh, Where where he and uh, you know, Mm, this makes me kind of sick to my stomach. Uh, this is where he fell in love with uh, Becky Powell, who at the time was uh, Tool's 10-year-old niece. Yeah. Uh-huh. 10 years old. Tool didn't have an issue with it, apparently. Not a problem. Uh Tool and Henry worked together in a roofing business and they were on the road a lot. And apparently, according to both of them, uh, during this time, they had committed a bunch of murders. And this was the majority of the time. They had apparently spent a lot of time on the road during this. Um, And, you know, Becky was reportedly uh, by Henry and Otis in love with Henry and was sexually active with him. 
Now, when I when I read that, I I it really gave me chills because that's disgusting to say. Um, because what I think it really we need to use the right words here, you know. Uh really what I'm seeing is that Becky was groomed to believe that she was in love with Henry Lee Lucas and um was molested and abused and brainwashed into thinking that she was in a relationship and married to him. Um, Cause keep in mind, dude, she's 10 years old. She is 10. I remember being 10 years old. I didn't know anything. I was innocent McGee, man. And it just it just kind of grosses me out how some of the articles uh, wrote about it, um, because I, I I do not see that as a loving relationship. I see that as an abuse that had that take that took place uh, where the young girl Becky was manipulated into believing that Henry Lee Lucas loved her uh, and that she loved him. Um, but of course, because she was groomed and manipulated into thinking this, they ran away together to Florida. And the funniest part of this is Otis tool, you know, Lucas's best friend, this guy that he hit it off with. They're like instant best buds. Uh, he left him behind because, you know, I gotta be honest. Um, I don't think that. Lucas ever really cared much about Tool other than his 10-year-old niece, Becky Powell. I, that's kind of my thought process. Now, Tool was theoretically so angry after this that he went and killed nine people in six different states. And, and we'll, we'll be touching on that uh, next episode, don't worry. Uh, but man, dude, (laughs) absolutely wild. Uh, so now at this point they're in Florida, right? And they actually had, had been introduced to Kate Rich. Now Kate Rich is one of the other supposed victims of Henry Lee Lucas. Uh, Lucas had gotten a job from Kate Rich and he and Becky were living together in that same area. Um, Neighbors found out that Lucas was cashing all of Becky's checks in her name into his name and they kicked him out. Now, why they just kicked him out and like this didn't go to court in some way. Um, was a little confusing and I, I think it had something to do with because it was Becky's checks Becky would have that he was because it was Becky that he was defrauding basically um it would be Becky's decision if she wanted to press charges against him or not and obviously she's still groomed and manipulated and brainwashed into thinking she loves this man so you know not gonna happen uh so he's kicked out of this 
little cute little neighborhood and had actually found refuge in a Pentecostal commune called the House of Prayer. And I feel so bad for this Pentecostal commune because they bought Lucas's lies hook, line, and sinker, man. Um, the leader had given them a shack to live in and had even given Henry a job as a roofer. Uh, and it's just, I feel so bad for these guys because, uh, that's just, that's all. They really trusted Henry. They were like, they were like, this guy's awesome. Like they were so happy. And then all of a sudden, August 24th, 1982, Henry drove Becky out to a field, killed and dismembered and spread her around in Denton, Texas. September 16th, not long after, about a month after, 1982, three weeks later, he Henry convinced Kate Rich to join him, join him while they searched for Becky, and he killed her in Ringgold, Texas, and which, by the way, is rather far from Denton, Texas. Uh, and he stuffed her body in a drain pipe. Um, after, shortly after this, you know, uh, he f- not. Yeah, shortly after this, he found out he was a suspect in Kate Rich's murder and uh, dug up her body, which confused me because he stuffed it in a drain pipe. So how did he dig up the body? But anyways, uh, dug up her body and burned it in a stove inside of the house of prayer. Now, when I first read that, my initial thought was, oh, so he like he used the stove that was in the shack, you know, because obviously they had to have a stove, right? Well, uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was the same one that he cooked food in. There were like bone fragments found in in the stove. However, it was never confirmed and the medical examiner never specifically said whether or not it belonged to Kate Rich. Um, And I didn't find any reports saying that it was ever positively identified as belonging to Kate Rich. Uh, I do not know. I couldn't find anything further about what happened to that. So if you know, let me know. Um, (laughs) So... June 11th, 1983, a year, a little less than a year after he murdered, he supposedly murdered Becky and Kate, he was arrested uh, for illegal firearm possession. Later, he he, so he was arrested for illegal firearm possession. He has not confessed at this point, June 11th, 1983, he hasn't confessed to shit yet. He hasn't said, I committed anything, I did anything. He's just in for illegal firearm possession. Couple weeks later, he's like, yeah, oh, okay. I I, I killed Becky and I killed Kate Rich. And then years and years and years later, like like 90s later, 
uh, he recanted that saying that he was forced to quote unquote confess in order to not further experience any of the harsh treatment that he was suffering from the Texas Rangers. Now, here's the thing. I, I do not know because he did lead detectives to Becky Powell and Kate Rich's body bodies um, where he had dismembered Becky uh, and he led them like he did lead them to bodies accord like according to police he did lead them to bodies um, but you know I I honestly, after the documentary and and the research that I have been able to dig up, here is. Hold on a second. Actually, I'll tell you that in a minute. So, after this confession to those two murders, he spent another. He spent a total of probably four days in jail confessed to Becky and Kate Rich, went on to trial, and then was like, oh, so what about those other hundred murders I committed, Judge? And everybody was just obviously shocked. Like, what? Fuck, what? (laughs) Excuse me? And and here's something that I, I found really interesting, is those... That, that number of murders goes from three, his mother, Becky, and Kate Rich, to 100, to 150, to 200, to 300, to over 600, to over 3,000 murders that he had committed and and each of the stories become more and more outlandish than the last and it it each one if you look at it it almost seems like they're concocted stories i mean he even has one story where he claimed that a cannibalistic cult called the hands of death had ordered him to commit some of these murders he also claimed that he had killed in japan and then when someone asked him, well, how, how did you get there? You know, like, what was your mode of transportation? He said he drove. Bruh, you can't drive to Japan. Like, uh, he's a pathological liar. So you can't take anything that he says as as true, you know? And... And it just sort of seems like even with all of the evidence to the contrary that that Henry Lee Lucas was a liar, um, it really seems like all of the police just bought it hook, line, and sinker. Um, like, he goes, he goes from committing to all the, er, like, confessing to all these murders and saying yeah absolutely i did all of this yes i hit her with a tire iron i i strangled her with her own scarf i i used her necklace to pull her down like giving details and you know for the longest time we all were certain that henry lee lucas was the world america's most prolific serial killer and then of course it comes out that 
It's all a fucking hoax. And, I mean, there was even at one point during the trial that we'll get into a little further, but one of the victims, like, theoretically is not dead. But is she? And, you know, that's all stuff that we'll discuss in the next episode. We're going to really dive into um, the confessions themselves the specifically the one that put him away um and gave him the death penalty the orange socks case uh who was actually um identified back in 2019 and i can't remember what her name was uh, but we'll discuss that also uh, off the top of my head. Um, but we'll discuss that also as well. Um, but honestly, like the main couple of questions that I was left with after uh, watching this was how many cases across the United States were quote unquote closed by blaming Henry, but really. Henry couldn't have had anything to do with them. How many cases were there? How many cases did we go, yeah, that one's closed. Henry probably did it. Fuck, I don't know. And then it, I mean, there's the case of uh, Debbie Lemons, which we'll get into, um, who was who was reported missing August 24th, 1975. And police said, you, you know, for 20, 30 years that, Henry Lee Lucas did it, but Henry Lee Lucas was released from prison in Maryland on August 27th, 1975. Or August 22nd, sorry, not 27th. August 22nd, wow, I almost did it again. August 22nd, 1975, in Maryland. Like, at where where Debbie Lemons was kidnapped, I think it was in Texas. And it, it's just, it's such... A, a stretch and i mean like yes it it is physically possible for him to have been released from prison in maryland stayed with this but this but then again that's when he was staying with his sister that's when he went to go live with the sister his mom found him and then oh wait no that wasn't sorry that was 1975 that was when that was when he married betty crawford 1975 so you know, he was released from prison. He went to he went to live with his sister. Uh, released again from murdering his mother, and then went and married Betty Crawford in 1975. And that's uh, remember tried to kidnap three young girls, spent three and a half years in prison, and then went and mar- married Betty Crawford. And there, the police had been saying that. She, he had murdered Debbie Levins on August 24th when, you know, he had been married to Betty Crawford right around the same time. So, and Betty said that he was with her during it. So, obviously, he couldn't have done it. So, who murdered Debbie Levins? And the worst part is, is I can give you 600, 3,000 more cases just like that one. 
where police departments from all over America came and used Lucas to close their murder cases. But instead of actually finding who really killed them, they just accepted that Henry did it. And many of the cases now are being disproven to be for the possibility of it to be Henry Lee Lucas because of DNA testing, you know? Um, and they're, they're still reopening some of the cases, but a lot of these cases will likely not be, um, will likely not be reopened ever because the, I, and no, I'm not necessarily bashing on the Texas Rangers. I mean, I get it, y'all. Y'all want to solve all those murders. You want to get that shit done. And I, I, I totally understand that. I get it. But, like, like, someone else had asked, what about all these other victims? What about all of the, the people who who Lucas had said he killed, but he actually ended up not killing? Who, what, what do we do about them? Well, yeah, we got to figure out who killed them, but let's figure out the right person. Let's figure out the person who actually killed them, the real murderer, not someone who, according to one report, wanted to kill himself because he felt so guilty about killing Becky. I mean, it just, it's, it's, it's a crazy case. And, you know, we will dive into it further next episode because um, we're going to go ahead and stop there. Uh, get ready for next episode. We will dive into um, some of these specific cases that Henry Lee Lucas was accused of being the murderer and confessed to being the murderer. But. Did he do it? Did, did he have time? Was he available? We're going to dive in. So stay tuned. <laughs>